0: From the time we are born, we are placed in a bubble. It may be a result of where we are born, the people we are around, or the information we are given. Our mission here on the Sports is a Job podcast is to pop the bubble and help everyone realize they control their own path. We will interview people working in sports to share their story and provide our take on sport industry topics. Hosted by Colby Castillo and Olivia Poutine, welcome to the Sports is a Job podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Sports is a Job podcast journey of the working sports professional. I am one half of the podcast. My name is Colby Castillo, And unfortunately, today, the other half, Olivia, could not make it. But we have a special guest for all of you today. Um, he was part of a crew that I think everybody admired, uh, a lead that everybody admired. He has experiences working many other different areas. Um, I would like to welcome Drew Zlogar to
1: the Sports is Job podcast.
0: How are we doing today, man?
1: What's going on, Colby? Glad to be on the uh, airwaves with you and excited to chat uh, some sports. You
0: know, first off, I mean, we got to talk about your most previous experience. As I mentioned in your little introduction there, um, you were part of a lead that everybody admired, right? Everybody, when you look back at it, I'm pretty sure sport marketing classes are probably going to use the XFL um, as a case study, and, and I think it's super interesting as far as what you guys were able to accomplish. Drew, what was your current or what was your position with the XFL, and what were you doing with that position?
1: Yeah, Colby, I uh, so I got hired in uh, the end of October of 2019 to be the social media manager of the New York Guardians, one of eight uh, professional teams that comprise in the XFL. Um, and yeah, I think uh, all the introductions of the XFL that you mentioned are, are true. The the way that we attacked social media and our overall brand and, and marketing identity was we wanted to be a bit edgy. We wanted to be uh, kind of in a, in a way how you and I converse to our buddies in a group chat. We kind of wanted to portray that uh, because we we noticed how so many professional teams and professional leagues in the sports industry are so cookie cutter and buttoned up with their social and digital media presence. And, uh, we're not like that. We are a new league or we were a new league and we wanted to embrace that and, uh, and be unique. So we, we definitely bent the rules and we definitely flexed our creative guns And uh, as social media manager of one of those teams, I was at the forefront of uh, establishing an identity, uh, speaking for and on behalf of the tri-state area sports fan. And uh, it it was awesome cultivating that fan base um, in such a crowded and muddled sports town that is New York City.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, New York City, you're competing with a bunch of
1: different sport teams. I mean,
0: historically well-known sport teams yeah. and you mentioned it where you know XFL you know the social media you guys took a different approach as far as not being the cookie cutter being buttoned up but like a lot of the other leads and the one thing I caught really took it from there that you said is that you wanted to portray how you have conversation with your buddies. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's key because it allows you not to just build a follower base but a true community. You know a community as far that actually interacts with each other instead of just having yeah. followers who maybe would follow your account, but never actually interact, they would never actually engage with the content. What do you think the keys oh, were gosh. outside of just developing that, you know, authentic voice? What were the key, I guess you could say key parts um, to, to
1: building what the XFL was and, and everybody viewed it as. Yeah, no, I, I think it's, it's a great point and it's true. Um, I, I kind of bring up, uh, the, the group chat, uh, scenario and i I don't mean that to be uh totally um true but uh it sounds a little too laxed but in in the sense of we're the social media and digital media is a scrolling society we log on to these channels and we're constantly thumb up thumb down next uh going on to the next post and it, the, truly the game in this industry is how are you going to get the user to stop that scroll and to actually engage in your piece of content and uh, uh, our content director for the social media rail and team he always preached that if you have a video you need to capture the audience in three seconds if you have caught them for three seconds you need to hammer it home in the first seven seconds or else you're not going to get any impression you're not going to get the likes that you want so we wanted to immediately pack that punch and immediately uh, have those creative juices flowing. And from a graphic side of things and uh, more of the, the edgy side, I guess, is we're in a meme culture now. There's so many, even from the, the MJ Last Dance documentary, you're seeing all the memes that are showing up just from screenshots of MJ looking at an iPad or, or just unique moments that become viral uh, in and of itself. And no, like before the XFL, social media teams or teams for, uh, you know, professional sports, they never really tapped into that. And we we did a really good job at actually engaging with that meme society. Um I think some of our best performing content was taking already existing fun videos that surfaced on social media, but for more comedic ways and things that you would uh, honestly talk to your buddies about and we would stamp two teams logos on it and kind of correlate it to a week ahead matchup or uh just correlating it and tying it back into the xfl brand identity and um the fact that we were just current with all the trends and didn't shy away if ooh, it might be a little too risky we actually fully embraced it we saw immediately the impact that it was having with our followers Um, only being in existence for six weeks we uh, had just our numbers grow through the roof yeah I mean that whole meme culture is is super big
0: and I definitely remember you know consuming the content uh, that you're talking about I remember that meme culture and and all the different pieces of content because it is true I mean personally I'll just keep scrolling, 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 scrolling until I catch something that I actually like now You used to work at the NBA uh, before the XFL. So how did you end up getting the job with XFL?
1: So XFL came uh, in a perfect time. So I was at the NBA uh, previously for two and a half years. And um, before, uh, I think about June of last summer, I was really starting to see the writing on the wall that uh, I was hitting my creative ceiling in the role that I had. And, um, I started to, you know, uh, get my network back running and and tapping back into the industry and looking for potential next opportunities. And, um, when the XFL started to gain momentum and really started to, uh, gain traction and I was reading more and more about it. Uh, I then found out and learned more that they had a New York team in market where I was living and, uh just, you know, started creating some network uh, and relationships that were involved in the front office at that team. And uh, one thing led to another. And uh, like I said, in the about middle part of October, I started interviewing for the job. And at the end of October, they, they offered it to me. And um, after two and a half years at the MBA I was really looking for um, that opportunity in this sports media industry to take complete ownership of a social media brand. And that's what the XFL was giving me the opportunity to do at the NBA. I was, uh, kind of like a minnow inside the Atlantic ocean. And after, uh, as long as I was there for, I really was starting to get the itch to be the big dog on campus or the, or the great white shark in that Atlantic ocean in that analogy. So, um, All things considered, and the more research that I really did about this opportunity, I liked what uh, it provided and offered to me, and uh, I took that chance.
0: Now, you talked about, you know, you had the chance to take kind of ownership, you know, be able to do a little bit more with with the XFL and different things like that. For people out there who maybe, you know, have that ownership or are running a, you know, a team's brand on social media or a company, what would your advice be to them? Like, what are the key things they have to remember or do?
1: Yeah, no, I, uh, there's, there's a lot to remember, but I, I think the, one of the things that I always, uh, make sure that I continue to address in my own head and make sure that I'm staying uh, honed in on is you always have to take the, the mindset of a fan rather than, uh, you're doing this for a job. If you at all start to lose that creative uh, flow and that the creative juices that kind of got you to this point, you're, you're going to uh, see the, the suffering on your page. So I always do try to make sure that I'm thinking about, okay, if I, if I need to make a graphic, what is an unbiased uh, fan or user on this platform going to get impressed by? um and, and to to expand upon those creative boundaries at all times, and I think doing that um allows your the best work to shine
0: yeah, definitely. I mean that's some great advice for whoever is controlling those social media. Um, you look back at your college days um, and kind of your earlier time and your different experiences, and it seemed like you know your career directory or your path at that time doesn't really line up with the whole social media thing i mean you're a writer. You were doing, um, you were the, the lead journalist for a student-run newspaper. You were doing yeah. play-by-play. So yeah. was that, you know, at the earlier days, what, what was that? Was that the goal for you to go into maybe a sports journalist or play-by-play announcer or a writer?
1: Right. Yeah, no, it's, it's funny. And uh, if you told me four or five years ago... Um, what I see myself doing what I'm doing today in the current stages? I I don't think I would have believed you, but uh, it just is crazy how life turns out. But going into college, um, I was, I've always been in awe of sports broadcasting and, and I remember growing up before uh, school days, I would be watching Mike and Mike in the morning and after school I would immediately be turning on my FM radio to listen to my local ESPN radio guys chat up about sports. And Um, As a kid and as a sports fanatic that I was, what's better uh, than to talk about sports and get paid for it? And uh, when I went to Clarkson University, a private school in upstate New York, um, I went and uh, was in the communications department and initially had those aspirations to pursue that broadcasting and journalism industry. Um, and up until about junior year, I was full fledged involved in it, like you said, I was the lead sports reporter for our uh, Clarkson University newspaper. Um, I was a play by play analyst and broadcaster for a lot of varsity level sports on our, our campus um, and I was writing sports blogs for a couple websites, really just trying to hone in on my craft build my, build out my portfolio for the future um, and then i had a professor in the second half of my semester uh in the second semester excuse me of my junior year that really opened my eyes of just how booming the social and digital age was becoming and how there was a a real career path that was to be had in that space and um i kind of took the mindset of well Dang, I am on my phone at all times, and mm-hmm. I'm scrolling Twitter constantly. I'm always on Facebook checking updates. Instagram is the best because it's just like cool visual mm-hmm. content. It kind of makes sense, and and the fact that uh, back in 2016 it was it was popular, but still not to that that level of boom that it is now. Um, I started to create uh, a real hunger for that. So senior year, I was exploring all, all options from broadcasting opportunities to seeing what was out there for social and digital. I personally didn't have too too much knowledge in the professional space so I was more or less creating those networks and um, when I when I started to see the the writing on the wall for what it took to become that Mike Greenberg the the sports reporter at the highest level, you don't just get there I mean you very rarely does a kid, come out of college and boom, he's on ESPN, uh, anchoring a sports show. Um, a lot of times these kids have to go and do weekend reporting at, at 1am in the middle of a a rural, uh, county in a state that they never even heard of, or they are doing, you know, political journalism just to get reps so that hopefully in a, in a few years, they have a portfolio large enough and impressive enough to, to jump into the industry that they truly want to be in. And I kind of just thought to myself that I didn't think uh, that long winded uh, journey was, was worth uh, the juice of the squeeze that would have to go into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I kind of focused my time on on getting those social media and digital media uh, relationships in this industry popping. And um had some people in the NBA that answered my LinkedIn requests. Uh, I started to send them my resume. um, And one thing led to another. I started talking to the right people uh, that introduced me to, to further people that would uh, help me out. And about five and a half months after graduation in uh, 2017, I got a job offer to be part of the social media and digital media team at the NBA. And, obviously when the NBA comes calling in <laughs> basically whatever capacity you're going to take it.
0: Yeah. And, and it's interesting for me because it seems like you made a shift, but when you talk about experience, as far as when it came to social media and digital, you, you, you know, you were saying that, yeah, personally, you're always on your phone, you're scrolling things, scrolling through it. So when right. you got this position with the NBA doing social media, you know, did this yeah. opportunity, you know, knowing what you were going to be doing for a job, did it present itself as a Mount Everest of a challenge or just this little, you know, this little bump in the road that you had to get over when it came to learning about how to use social media? Because using social media as a regular person is not the same yeah. as being the voice and, and helping run the social media for a lead or a team. Right. What, did it, what did it take for you to learn you know, the ins and outs, but also how to do your job well?
1: One hundred percent, and uh, the NBA. I will forever be indebted to uh, because literally every single person at that organization is uh, the best in class. They are the mo- the smartest people, the most dedicated and uh, and trusted people in in their craft. So from day one, the knowledge that I was learning and Uh, took from my experience there was invaluable and will forever shape how I go forth in this industry. And, and yeah, so I kind of jumped right in to uh, one of the most popular sports leagues in the world. Um, So you kind of mentioned Mount Everest. Uh, It was in no way a small bump in the road. It was definitely a, uh, a nerve wracking at first uh, challenge. Every day I was waking up, almost kind of shooting out of bed like okay let's get to it baby like you really had to get your game face on because um the level of perfection that was expected uh to perform your duties think about perfection and then like triple it and that's kind of where uh, we had to be at at the nba um so no margin for error and when you're talking about an Instagram that has 48 and a half million followers, Twitter that has above 30 million and Facebook that has another about 40 million, you're communicating to such a large audience that um, you need to be creative. You need to be uh Punctual, you need to be considerate because you 're talking to so many dem- uh, different demographic uh, of of fans and of of people looking at your content, and you need to be sharp and and uh, correct one uh, spelling error immediately dimin- diminishes the, the the value and the trust of what you 're trying to post because the troll bots that will come <laughs> out of nowhere and and immediately jump on you so it was learning how to, we had a content center uh, in Secaucus, New Jersey, where I worked um, on the second floor of a five story building that uh, the NBA headquarters uh, is housed in. And that second floor was filled with about 50 TVs and every NBA game, game night, all the, all the games would be broadcasted on these TVs. And uh, several of us would be, Uh, in charge of posting to social. So when a moment happened, we, it was basically a sprint to clip the play, make sure that it's clean. The audio is clean. The visual looks good getting in, uh, into the media studio library to get it ready for publishing. And then that is all while you're thinking of creative content or creative captioning and, uh, making sure that you're doing what you can to fully, uh, you know, reap the benefits of this, this moment. And um, it was something that I'll forever uh, look back on as a, as an incredible experience because of just what goes into uh, everything um, in that industry uh, at that highest stage. It was incredible. Yeah. And then
0: you're talking about the basketball community, you're communicating to, like you were saying, 40 million people across the world i mean the nba basketball it's an international sport these days i mean it it really is it surpasses i think it in my personal opinion i'm a football guy but it definitely surpasses american football i mean the only sport probably at the same Mm -hmm. level is soccer uh football is what other people like to call it um if you were to build you know I guess, you know, you you, you have this familiarity with, with the basketball community. If you were to build a social media, I guess, for the basketball community, like a sports forum for Strictly Basketball, you know, I guess, what do you think, what social media platform would be the go-to for that kind of idea, I guess? Uh, to... To more or less have a conversation
1: is what you're asking? Yeah, yeah.
0: It would be like like you were talking about you want to engage, you know, the, the basketball community and have a conversation. Um, yeah. yeah. Based off of that, what do you think the the, the best social media platform for that would be?
1: Yeah. Um, I, I think that in my time uh, personally and then especially – uh, with what I experienced at the XFL. I know we're crossing over sports, but mm-hmm. Facebook was, I think, um, the platform that best allowed fans to kind of sound off in a way on what they were speaking about. And uh, from what I noticed, the fans were so much more genuine and actually had thoughtful remarks on whatever the conversation was about the most on facebook twitter uh is very much a i either love it and i freaking love it or i'm gonna be a harsh troll mm-hmm. uh and, and i'm and i'm just gonna above all else just berate whatever we're talking about just because i either disagree or or something but there's no in between and you're not going to get a thoughtful response uh, from a lot of sports fans, in my experience from Twitter, um, Facebook was really good with that, and now that Instagram has Instagram live and, and you're able to uh, have audience engagement in the comments, it gives a little bit of an ability for fans to to sound off in a way, but from an actual uh, no character limit um, it's you don't have the immediate the uh, like the immediate impact of being on ig live and everything is going in in that moment facebook is is perfect for a a message board and uh thoughtful responses to be had in in my opinion be- between the three main platforms
0: yeah and I, that is huge and you really think about it i never really thought about twitter in that way of how you know there's either the people who really love it who will comment or the trolls, yeah. right? They're, they're the two people that actually comment. I never really thought about that. Um, Drew, yeah. I appreciate you, you know, joining us in the podcast. And, and, and the one big thing it seems like throughout your career so far is that networking has been a very big thing. You know, what mm-hmm. is your advice to the college student that just graduated um, when it comes to networking, specifically on LinkedIn, because it seems like you use LinkedIn? What is your yeah. advice about networking on that
1: platform? And I I think a lot of entrepreneurs and uh, professional uh, folks that are already successful, they continue to preach the importance that LinkedIn can do for your personal brand. And I personally agree and advocate for LinkedIn full and and wholeheartedly. Um, LinkedIn is an incredible tool to engage with an endless amount of people that are remotely involved in the industry or position that you are interested in at one one given moment. And what I've learned in my now over five years of networking on that platform is that people that have seen success love to talk about their own success. So if you reach out to them asking hey, I'm Drew, I'm an aspiring journalist or I'm an aspiring broadcaster and I would love to know how you got to where you are. I would love to know what goes into a daily uh, production schedule uh, for what you're doing. You'll be surprised at how many yeses you'll get. Um, And even if it's not a phone call at first, just getting a substantial email thread going and being able to ask some questions and, and creating that relationship So that down the road, if say you're talking to someone that works at a CBS affiliate as a a sports broadcaster, say that there's a, a, a summer internship at that station, now you start to figure out, well, oh, I've been talking to this guy for so many months. Let me ping him saying I just applied. And then it becomes a simple, oh, yeah, I'm John Smith. I've been talking to this Drew kid who's hungry and he's shown that oh, now there's an actual position. I'll go talk and say a few words and maybe advocate for him. So networking is your best friend. And I feel like so many people at first are scared or a little timid to take that plunge to, to reach out to people. But you'll be surprised that if you are hungry for knowledge and you're not just immediately going, hey, sir, do you have a job for me? You won't get many responses if you come at it like that. But if you come at the people that you're interested in talking with as I'm interested in what you do, can you tell me about how you got there? You'll you'll be pleasantly surprised at how far that can take you in so many different ways.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think with everything going on right now, I mean, the ability to be networking is at an all-time high. People are at home. I think you'll see a lot of people, I've seen it personally with peers and also myself, a lot of people that normally you would think don't have the time to talk to you, they do have the time now. So don't be yeah. afraid to reach out, like Drew said, and, and, and ask people. And, and a lot of it is about how you word certain things, right? You Like you talked about. Don't ask for a job. Ask about you know. Ask them questions. Build a relationship instead of networking. I mean, there are two, I think there are two different things. Drew, I I would like to give you the floor, you know, you know, if there's anything you want to plug or talk or, or shout out, um, or maybe where can people find you on social media to connect?
1: 100%. Yeah. I appreciate that. And, uh, Colby, thanks again for having me on. It was a pleasure to speak with you and your fans. Um, yeah. So on social media, I'm Drew Zlogar on Twitter, it's Drew dash Zlogar Z-L-O-G-A-R. And on uh, Instagram, it's Drew underscores Logar. Um, and then uh, a special uh, kind of plug is my buddy from the NBA and myself have a new podcast, Talking Sports A to Z. Uh, we're on all social media platforms. It's Talking Sports A Z. Um, you could find us on Twitter, Instagram. And uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and we have a YouTube channel as well. So basically wherever you can get your podcast, we're already up to episode five. Um, We would love a a rate and review. And if you love sports, you love two guys that are uh, funny at times, but just good at banter, you're going to find that on Talking Sports A to Z. So definitely uh, feel free to check that out. And uh, if you like what you hear, give her a rate and a review.
0: Well, there you go. Sports is a job community. Go check out that podcast. And then also, you know, if you enjoyed our conversation here between Drew and I, leave a rating and a review for us as well. And like we always say on the podcast, we are all on our own individual journeys, but you are not alone.